When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 181 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. And today we are joined by none other than Flow Sports CEO, Martin Floriani. Willie, Martin, how you guys doing? We're doing all right, considering circumstances, Christian. Um, doing good. Okay. Um, well, thanks for coming on, Martin. Obviously, there's there's a lot of questions, a lot of people... Um, upset with with what happened Sunday with the Penn State Oklahoma State stream. Can you give any insight as to what happened, why it went wrong? Yeah, first I just want to apologize to the wrestling community. Um, you know, really, this is this is my responsibility. Uh, we have a we have a whole slew of product and engineering folks, but anything negative that happens comes out of Flow Sports is really um, it's a top down, right? And uh, and it falls on my shoulders. Um, so I want to just first off apologize to the wrestling community. Um, giving you context in terms of what happens, because I think it's important for everyone to understand, um, is really just a process failure, process failure on the engineering front. Uh, we invest heavily into engineering. We invest heavily into our DevOps. Um, we invest um, heavily into our testing. Um, but this was a process failure, um, and it was a big failure. And so, you know, as the CEO, I, I certainly accept full responsibility for it. Yeah, was this something where was the team caught off guard by how many people, or were they aware going in knowing this is going to be a, um, a a match that is watched by by a lot of people? You know, so Christian, anytime there is a human error in um, in when something goes on the engineering front, um, that human error is really a process error because we can't have human errors. Um, so uh, there was an error that happened um, within within one of our within one of our servers, but you know I I take responsibility for that because it's not necessarily a human error. That's a process error. And so what we what we have going forward is we brought a committee together, uh, all of our top engineers across Flow Sports, and we're going to be looking to um, to really tear down, find the weaknesses uh, within our platform, and expose those weak uh, weaknesses. On our own time um, and in a in a testing environment, uh, so that so that something like this doesn't happen. And and if it does happen, it's not a total meltdown, right? There's there's better there's better safeguards in place so that um, we can handle the massive amount of traffic um, that we drove uh, to this event. Yeah, and, and I guess that's where the the question in, in many wrestling fans' mind goes. Okay, this happened. This was terrible. You know, looking forward, we've got. U.S. Open, World Team Trials, Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic, a number of huge marquee events going to be on Flow, Flow Sports and Flow Wrestling specifically. Um, how confident are you that, that we're not going to run into this kind of issue down the road? Yeah, I'm, ve- I'm very confident. Um, and, uh, and we have, I mean, you spoke to the amount of events that we do. I mean, we did 700 events last year. vast majority went, went well. Uh, we are ramping up to probably closer to 1,200, 1,400 events this year. Um, as you guys know, uh, in terms of being internal at Flow, the amount of investment that we are putting um, to wrestling is increasing pretty pretty good every year at a substantial clip, um, and also in our product and engineering is increasing as our team expands. And so, you know, we have we have taken this very seriously. We had a senior management meeting yesterday uh, where we talked about really uh, getting to the root of the process and the culture and making sure uh, to expose our weaknesses sooner. Um, you know, something, I mean, we got tech fault Sunday night for sure. I mean, we, we got yeah. tech fault and, um, and we have to, you know, it's painful. It's painful that night. It's painful the next day, but we have to get back up and, uh, we are going to be working hard, uh, to make sure that, you know, that type of, uh, failure doesn't happen again. Do you want to speak to, um, flow wrestling, flow sports, I guess you'd say response to, to any people that were having issues with the stream, if it went out the 
the refund, the, the yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, great, great point, Christian. So anyone who had an issue with the stream, you could call in, and we'll give you a full refund. Um, if um, if you want a full refund, we're happy to give you a full refund. Um, and and if you don't, we're, we're happy to give you two months free, right? Yeah. In terms of on our dime. So we take this very seriously, um, and want to be proactive with all of our fans out there. Yeah. What do you say to those? And, and, and going into the duel, there was some. Um, people upset that they'd be able to watch it for free had this been on television well uh, well I, I i take issue to that specific statement because t- um you know it would have been on nbc sports nbc sports is part of your cable package uh, your cable package is not free so um and and people more and more are realizing that as as they start to understand the experience on around cable and comparing that to you know the over the top experience that they get with netflix hulu um, others and and so it's not free. Um, it would be on NBC Sports. Um, I, I would just say if NBC Sports wants to invest in wrestling, they maybe should have done it years ago and acquired the rights like we did, right? And so um, so yes, um, it would be it would be nice if that was on NBC uh, for NBC. That would be nice if it was on NBC Sports. Um, they they have the same free market that we do, Christian. They can go do what we do. So uh, and until they do. Um, we're going to continue to uh, exert our rights in the marketplace and make sure to take our events um, and and capture our events. And essentially, we earned our, our right to fail on Sunday. And, and it hurts me to say that, but that's the reality of it. And I will not back down. I will never back down from an NBC Sports or anybody else who is trying to take our rights away from us. We earned our right to fail. It's as if you earn your right to get in the semifinals, but then you get teched in the semifinals. Well, that's what we did. We earned our right to get there. We're going to learn from it. We're going to get better from it. Um, we face, we face better competition. Um, but, um, but w- w- yeah, we're onward, and we're going to get better for it. And, and there was, and you, you more or less alluded to it. There was, there was a fight to get um, this match, and obviously, Flow Wrestling has been the the exclusive home of Cowboy Wrestling the last two years. Um, but that was that was contested for this final duel. I don't know if you want to speak to to that battle in a little more in depth. Yeah. So I, I, man, Oklahoma State. Big 12, they are absolutely amazing partners. And what they did on Sunday is extraordinary. I mean, they filled up Gallagher-Iba Arena for uh, to the record crowd, which is awesome, which is incredible, right? I mean, that is, that is unprecedented. And the, the amount of marketing they put to this and um, allowing us to be partners with them uh, through the through the season, you know, I'd like to think that you know we helped a small fraction in terms of building their marketing and and that, but they've just been amazing partners, and um and so yeah, I mean when when NBC or an NWCA comes in and says, hey, even though this has been on the schedule from day one, even though we've communicated to NWCA that we own the rights around Oklahoma State home duels, um you know they they tried to. You know, they, they tried to bully us around, and, and it's just, it, it's not going to happen. Um, we tried to figure out business solutions. They didn't want to hear any of it, and so we had to get a declaratory judgment um, and do that and then work out a business solution with the NWCA. I mean, it's a shame we had to f- be fighting for weeks before uh, with lawyers as opposed to us, um, you know, getting, staying more focused on currently what we're doing with business, but that's all part of the game. Uh, I own our failure. Um, but I will always fight to exert our rights. Um, and, and Oklahoma State's been incredible partners. Big 12 has been incredible partners. And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's what it is. I'm happy. Um, I, I'm, I'm really happy in terms of the silver lining, in terms of the marking they have around this event uh, for Oklahoma State. But, you know, our failure is, is there, and we're going to be working on improving it moving forward. Okay. Well, Martin, appreciate you, you stopping by. I'm sure the community... Um, is was eager to hear from you yeah. and, and get your perspective. You know, and just one one thing I want to say with you guys, I love what you guys do, and and I know how painful it is because it's not like this is actually your. Um, you control it, right? But you guys are the face. You guys are always being real with the community, and sometimes that being real, you know, 
rubs people the wrong way, right? Because you got a lot of sensitive coaches out there. You got a lot of sensitive people that that should be sensitive because they're really super passionate about what they do. Um, and uh, you guys continue to be real. And um, and I know sometimes that rubs people the wrong way, but I think all in all, it's it's incredible. And you guys, you know, you guys are on the front lines of this. While you know our engineers and our other team are you know sitting at home in Austin, sometimes we don't necessarily feel the pressure that you guys do. So you you guys keep keep freaking killing it um love it l- loving it and um and we'll we'll continue to move forward and get better from this thanks martin thanks martin thanks for letting me work here <laughs> all right martin floriani that was 11 minutes of pain there guys yeah um it was a couple hours of pain sunday yeah it was a tough situation um we were put in uh you know we we think of we think of flow wrestling as as our baby, right? We we love what we do. We love um, we're proud of what we do. Um, but you, you know, and and we're big personalities, like Martin said. We we call it how we see it, and that's yeah. part of our part of our success, and 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 um, part of part of what makes us sort of interesting to watch is that. I don't know. We give a different perspective on, on things. But that being said, <laughs> when something goes wrong, we're going to hear about it. Yeah. And that's fine. That's that's fine. That's fair. Right. If we say, hey, you guys should be doing something better. And hey, you're not doing it the way it should be done. And, you know, nobody wants to bring up this ugly topic because, frankly, people haven't in wrestling media haven't brought up things that were not pleasant to talk about in the past and and so people people hold those things uh when we screw up they're then they're gonna let us know about it and we screwed up yeah um i didn't screw up actually flow flow wrestling well, did flow sports yeah yeah i you mean know, there's I, nothing that's that, my pride that's my pride there's too. nothing that there's nothing that we could have done i did but we do have to own it to an extent because we there's nothing that i did to make well, the stream didn't actually go down. The site went down. Yeah. But it, there's nothing that I did to make the site go down. There's nothing that Christian did to make the site go down. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna separate myself from that. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna pile on me, I'm not gonna say, well, it wasn't my fault. It was the engineering department's fault. It was Flow Wrestling's fault. And so, if you wanna be critical, be critical. I accept it. I mean, it was disappointing that you know most people couldn't watch the biggest duel of the year and uh, you know that's on us for sure um a lot in you know timing may seem ironic but um on friday we ran an article about nbc nbc sports their coverage of of wrestling or lack thereof and so then it became this why don't you guys worry about your own thing no yeah um they're wrong and they're i'll take our faults versus theirs because our faults involve us pouring our our souls into this work and into this sport specifically nbc sports is going to continue to ignore wrestling they have a track record of ignoring wrestling for years going back to the hold on going back to the olympics when they ignored helen and now you've got the biggest story it's served up on a platter for you USA versus Iran in the World Cup Finals on your property and you don't have a post about it since February 5th and while it's going on and while Team USA is makes it to Iran all the back and forth all the drama that took to get USA to Iran and then to the finals against Iran and how the Iranians treated our wrestlers so wonderfully and how our guys competed and how David Taylor beat two Olympic champions and we make it to that final and and it's crickets from this organization that says they are thrilled to cover the best Olympic sport they say they're thrilled to cover it and they ignore us they ignore wrestling so no this is not us worrying we need to worry about our own thing no this is about calling out fraudulence and their frauds so I stand by every word I wrote on Friday about NBC, NBC Sports ignoring, and United World Wrestling got rope-a-doped. 
they they, they got they got convinced that that well, they were that they were signing on with NBC yeah. and they were getting NBC's this, this investment NBC name. and 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 you're not getting NBC guys and and if you needed any more evidence of that look to how little they care even the big stories they're nowhere to be found do you th- what do you think they're gonna do with Cadet Worlds yeah do you think that's gonna be front front and center Junior Worlds okay maybe maybe they'll ramp up for the World Championships although I'm maybe. I'm I'm dubious after seeing their response to the World Cup in Iran on your property. So, no, I, I, I'm not backing down from that. I'm ramping up, and I feel just as strong, if not stronger, uh, about that article. Well, okay, let I agree a thousand percent, a hundred percent with what you're saying. People will take it differently because it's coming out of your mouth. If 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 a guy down the street said the exact same thing that Christian said. You wouldn't see any bias in it. You see it bias because it's it's flow wrestling. But the argument holds. The argument holds. Um, NBC wants to come in and, and do these things. They should be held accountable. Whether it's being held accountable. Okay, you guys, we have we have the rights to PSU Oklahoma State. We should be held accountable, right? Absolutely. Give, the, Absolutely. The, the criticism that you're giving us is warranted. One hundred percent. But the criticism we're giving NBC is also warranted. Um, you want to take on big time projects, you should be held accountable to deliver. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else before we talk about all the wrestling, all the news? There's a lot of news in the sport outside of our Meltdown Sunday. I, there's been so many sidebar things. There's been so many sidebar things outside, you know, in the periphery of wrestling. There's there's our our stream didn't go, our site crashed there's nbc um nbc didn't do the coverage that we would hope they had would do for the world cup it's all about elevating the sport right Every, everything that we're saying is about servicing wrestling and promoting wrestling in the way that we think it can can be um and then another uh, another one on the periphery, uh, wrestling media itself is the Kevin Dresser situation. Yeah. Um, so if, if you haven't heard, Kevin Dresser is going to be the next head coach at, at Iowa State. Tony Roby takes over at Virginia Tech, gets the interim tag there. Uh, Dresser is done at Virginia Tech. He's not going to fit. He's not able to finish out the season. And and just that this is not you know it, that kind of like. 10,000-foot view, that kind of looks like, wow, he's leaving the team mid It's a unique circumstance with Iowa State in that they have to have their guy now because they have to try to get these recruits. So it was a now-or-never situation for Coach Dresser, and that's why he had to he has to up and leave and that this wasn't played out um, till after NCAAs. Now, okay, so we're starting with that. You want to start with the, with the timeline. Um, I don't know... I, I think ISU came up with that timeline um, because they thought it was best. I don't know if it was that imperative. Uh, they, they made it imperative. Yes. but They made right. it imperative because, hey, we got a good recruiting class coming. We got to get a name in here so that the kids, um, we, we can try to salvage this recruiting class. I'm going to say that well, that wasn't necessarily true. Right. That 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 shouldn't have been the highest priority. Now, they got Kevin Dresser, great hire. Um, I think it's going to work out for them. But I think more important than saving the recruits was getting the right guy. They, they did get they the, got right, the right. They, guy. they got the right guy, right? I I think it would have been fine if if I mean, look and listen. You want you want an Austin Gomez. You want a Jared Verclaren. You want all these guys, but. The, the 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 head coaches are the most important thing. Absolutely, that's. I mean, what what would what would Penn State take? You know, um, Kale Sanderson or whatever. Even David Taylor. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to say. You you, you, you take you take Kale. Yeah. I mean, that's the cra- is the coach. The coach makes it. Right. And uh. So that was one prong of it. Um. 
or that was that was the substance of it. The backdrop was that the, the timeline the, 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 of the information. The, yeah, the backdrop was that, and and again, other people in the media coming after us. Uh, to me, it's tiring. It's like f- almost funny, um, but you get the story. You get the story in other media outlets where this is an inaccurate. This is bad journalism. This is this. T- Take my journalism card. Do I have a card yeah. here? Uh, here, take my journalism card. We're not journalists anymore. All right. If that's what you want to say, that um, real journalists, blah blah blah, do th- operate this way. Listen, there's so. We but got I the think story. I think there's so much cronyism in wrestling. That's what it's about. It's it's that they don't actually know what it is that, anymore. That's because they about. think they have to have the the permission from everyone before they can right. report anything. Right. So that's that, not how it works. So let's let's be clear here for people that didn't follow the entire entire saga was that we got the story. Christian got the story. Christian got it confirmed by several sources that Dresser on both sides that Dresser accepted the job and was going to Iowa State. Now Friday, Friday had it confirmed. It was out. We put I it mean, out Saturday. Thursday night we were pretty. Thursday night we were pretty close. Friday we got there. Now, other people in the media. I mean, I'll name them. I mean, P.R. Foley, Richard Immel. Those um, are title masters there. Uh, right, a like a lot of advice. Right, um, a lot of advice. Maybe yeah. not the right work. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, oh well, you're sources you know that's not how journalism works well first of all you don't know what sources we have you don't know you don't know what hard evidence we have and then so that's that right so you don't know what sources we have we have sources maybe that you don't have i mean if you want to say i'm sure that we do if you want to say that um we didn't have the info i mean maybe you should get better sources number one number two then then Immel Immel alludes to something that was very telling when he said, "I'm I'm 100% sure this is out of turn," meaning cronyism, meaning that Dresser didn't want it released quite yet because he didn't tell the team. So you want to talk about bad journalism? You want to talk about something that's bad in wrestling and has always been a bad thing? Is the good old boy country club bullshit? And don't tell me that it's out of turn to produce a story without the permission of the subject. That's not journalism. Right. And, and you know, Flo was in a, a similar situation. This was Flo Combat, I want to say. We broke, and by we, I mean Flo, that the UFC was for sale and being sold. Okay? So very quickly, we run a story. UFC's for sale. They're getting ready to sell this thing. UFC comes out, no, untrue, made up. And we... The, the reporter said, no, it's true, you are, and kept reporting, kept reporting, because he had sources, and he continued, and ultimately they were sold because his information was true. But yes, of course, the UFC didn't want it out. They want it out on their terms. And and the same is true, for, same is true for Iowa State, Virginia Tech, and Kevin Dresser. They're, they're going, they're, this, is what, this is what's going on. They're asking... They're asking people, and and including probably Kevin Dresser himself, who's like, haven't accepted yet, no comment, right? Of course Kevin's going to say that. He doesn't – he has to tell his team yet. He has to coach a duel against Nebraska. It's just – it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So that was another – So all this – We just got all our drama out. Yeah, yeah. All this crap that happened this weekend – and none of it was on a wrestling mat. Right, right. But I would like to talk further about the the move to have um, Dresser. I think I think it is. Well, first of all, I say heck yes to to the paycheck, the payday that's coming to Kevin Dresser. One, the guy's earned it. The guy took a, a program that was nothing and made it a national power. Where else has that happened? Truly, when you think about it, you could say Penn State. Um, although, when you consider those situations, Penn State was in a much better situation. You could say maybe Edinburgh. Edinburgh is a, a more difficult situation, I would say, than even Tech. But by and large, this is unheard of, unseen in wrestling, what Kevin Dresser did. And I think people um, need to remember where they were and where where he where he got them to. And that this is a track record with him. And you could say it was high school. What it, go to Grundy, Virginia, and let me know how you build a power 
in, in wrestling, and then Christiansburg, and now uh, Virginia Tech, and you're going to see it in a couple of years, maybe sooner, at Iowa State. And whether, and I don't know any details on if any wrestlers will come with them or not. I feel like I doubt we see an exodus there. Um, I, I think this is different from the Virginia Tech Iowa situation with Coach Brands. Because, well, a lot of it was different in the situation that a lot of the guys that Dresser got were East Coast and Virginia guys, and Brands kind of brought in guys from over there, Midwest. So, that, I mean, sure. I mean, like a John Borst, he's probably going to stay home, right? I mean, yeah. You, he's, yeah. He's from there, Texas. And, and even, you know, um, Whit Babcock, the athletic director, I read, read a little article Q&A with him where he's like, we don't anticipate running into a, a situation like we did 10 years ago. And also that I I read between the lines like, we're not going to we're not going to make anyone sit a year. We're not going to hold their scholarship. We're not going to do what Jim Weaver did 10 years ago to Slayton, Metcalf, Borschel, Lee. But getting back to your point about the amount of salary, and by the way, the information that we got that every uh, that was premature and not true. We had the exact figures. We had the, the exact figures on. We had that on, to the year. We had to the, to the year to the amount, and we had it on Thursday. By the way. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, um, and it's fine. It's fine. Who cares? Um, um, but to your point about the high salary that Dresser is getting, and I saw your tweets, capital P A I D. It's great. Yeah. And and. I think it I think it illustrates sometimes we say in our defense when we're we have rights and, and things are streamed, you have to be a flow pro member and and, and when we say um, you have to some people say, Oh, they should be free and we say there has to be a wrestling economy. There has to you have to invest in the sport. So when we buy Oklahoma State rights, when we buy rights to Super Thirty Two and this and that it is injecting money into the wrestling economy so that there's some substance there, right? And so this is an example of that, too, in, in that Iowa State is making a commitment. They're putting money into a coaching position. And what will happen is, and we've seen this in other places, you know, the, the salary for Penn State goes up. The salary for Iowa goes up. The salary for Oklahoma goes up. Even, even to the extent that the salaries for the – for the assistance position, because yes. we we know what the assistants were um, being paid and or offered when Lou Roselli took the job. He's like, "Hey, come here, we'll pay you this." Major Crazy. head ma coach money, major figures, major money. So now here's my question: the fact that I, ISU is putting the money in and the salaries are public is good for everything. I say I agree with that. I agree. So anytime I, I say something publicly, I think just this job has trained me to like poke holes in, in what I'm saying. So my immediate thought was after I sent that that tweet that like this is good because it's gonna make all these other teams step up. Does it do that? Or is it possible it, it, it creates a, a further divide between Penn State, Iowa, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Edinburgh? Well, and, um, I, thought, I thought about that too. Um, that crossed my mind too, but um, no. What it, what it's like, is somebody not going to take a job at Bloomsburg or Maryland or George Mason because they're not making Kevin Dresser money? I mean, look, most, all Division One coaches are in the game not to make money. They're in right. the game because they're competitors. They want an opportunity. They yeah. want a chance to compete. And if you're saying, well, Kevin Dresser's making $300,000 a year, that's public. Uh, I'm not going to take I'm not going to take the VMI job for 60. Um, probably the guy that won't take it for 60 doesn't want the opportunity. He's not built that way. Right. Right. Um so congrats to uh, obviously I have I have ties to Virginia Virginia Tech um, and have been around that program a lot and so I'm uh, it's a little bittersweet to see um, just having seen it grow yeah and now he's gone and there's a little bit of nervousness there but but just as it's a Virginia program and one I've, I've spent time around because um, I want to see it continue 
to build or maybe not even build, maintain. I mean, if this is a, a an annual top 10 team like it has been the last several years, I mean, I think that's amazing mm-hmm. for, for Virginia Tech, for Blacksburg, for Virginia Wrestling. So I want to see that, but um, just knowing the kind of drive, anyone that's been around Kevin Dresser just knows this This is a, a driven, competitive individual. And um, Yeah, whenever there's, whenever there's a head coaching change like this in any sport – the questions are how will the coach do at this next destination and what is the incumbent or what what is the team left with and and so I on one hand you know you don't like when um, as a Bloomsburg guy I saw Stutzman go to Buffalo yeah good for him he had a good he, he did well there uh, he moved on that's good for him what what's coming next at Bloomsburg uh, I you know dresser goes to ISU oh good for dresser mmm what does that mean for Tech? Uh, on the good side, I have a lot of confidence in, in Roby. Yes. Um, now, he didn't get the full tag, f- long-term tag yet, but um, it's either going to be Roby or somebody else that they consider better than Roby. Right. If it's somebody better better than Roby, um, the point is they'll be in good hands. Yes. Agreed. So that's Tech, that's Iowa State, and uh, yeah, Dresser's done at Tech. Moving on, so well, let's talk, talk Duel of the Year. Let's talk Duel of the Year. Duel of the Year. We said, I think, not that we said, but I think everybody um, was of the opinion that 125 was a very pivotal match going into the duel because you saw how the lineup was laid out and you were probably counting on bonus points from Cade Brock and a win from Heil. And if Oklahoma State could poach that match at 125, it became this, oh, my God, Penn State's in a hole. Um, mm-hmm. Now, nobody saw this coming. Suriano injured and defaults. Um, but right at that moment when, when that happens, Christian, are you thinking – well, you're, you're thinking, oh, my God, this is big for Suriano. Like, I hope he's okay. But at the same time, you're thinking, oh, my God, this is 6-0. It's a nine-point swing. I mean, it, it was it was there to be won, and, and Penn State just didn't allow it. Just like Zane Rutherford doesn't allow himself to lose. Mm-hmm. He, I feel like he's been tagged twice. This was your chance. This was your time to get upset. You're supposed to get upset by Brandon Sorensen. You're supposed to lose to Anthony Kalka. And the guy, I, I used to, like, make fun of these cliches. Like, people say, Kyle Dake's just a winner. I was like, no, he's, he's really good at wrestling. But there, I, I'm i going to start saying it now. Zane Rutherford is, is just a winner, okay? And maybe I'm a cliche guy now. But figuring out ways to win matches, it got tough. It, he ended up with this weird – and those – you know, those stall calls are, are really strange. And I feel like – Mike Haggerty, uh, the, the official, got put in a really tough situation. Haggerty was put in a million tough situations. And I, 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 when I found out who the referees were, I was like, good. 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 We got a good crew. Um, and we'll talk about them in a second. But what, can we can we rewind to the Soriano situation? Yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, kind of. Yeah, it's one of those days. It's been a couple days. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'll just say this. The, talking about just like head – Head in the clouds. I don't know if it's in the clouds because that makes it sounds like you're just. But like I ran, I we have to title our banners, and I just like two times in a row. I just like left the default like match name, so it's like 149 Brandon. So versus, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's been checks and balances. But yeah, so I'm there with you. It's been a couple days of like, just hurt in deep, deep meditation. Yeah, Zom- maybe not meditation. Maybe just zomb- Con- contemplation. Zombie, zombie brain. For me too, brother. So, so seeing, seeing. I mean, Suriano. I, th- I think the story with him is you see him when he picks his spots. Man, he can score. Um, I I talked to his father after the match, and he said um, he was like, "Dang!" He was like, "I'll tell you what, that shot that Nicky scored on was the best shot he's taken all year." Beautiful pick, beautiful, and that just shows. What you should be seeing from a true freshman, that's when the this, the improvement is going to um, – I mean, we've seen it with Mark Hall right now. Um, Mark Hall winning a gutty one. It wasn't a blowout. Nope. Dude, again, I Again, back to Suriano. 
We went to 74. I need a shot caller. <laughs> this is what it's been like. I just like, I just keep going. 25. Okay. So, you know, let's just get to it. Please. Is Lord. he going to be okay? Yes. He's going to be okay. So uh, according to uh, Coach Kale Sanderson. It, yeah, it, it was funny so because. Have you ever had an ankle injury like that? No. Okay. Can I speak? As, yes. As, a, as an yes. athletic specimen. Um, I, I, <laughs> I had a, uh, but I did this. Hang now. I did this. I like, you roll your ankle, you hear a pop. Like I'm done. It, it's pop, it, it swells up immediately. Like, well, this is absolutely broken. It hurts. You can't do anything. It's like everything that you think would be required that you would have to feel for a broken ankle, you think it's broken. And it's not. It's, it's a sprain. So I feel like he went through that exact same thing. Kale said, this guy's never really been injured before. And you know, Tom Brands, I'm, I'm, I know I'm intentionally doing this this time. I'm intentionally like diverting. Tom Brands said this about Michael Kimmerer because his knee popped and they're like, you know, what's going on with him? And he's like, that's just a guy that his knee popped. He's never experienced that before, and it scared him. That's, and that's what happened with Suryan. That's they like, say that they said that camera went down like a bag of rocks. Like, oh my god! Yeah, you could tell he was like. Okay, out. so that's what they were telling me about Suriano too. You know, they had a they had a break. The, um, Oklahoma State usually doesn't have an intermission. No, never. So, at the, but then at this one, they had a break after one fifty-seven, and I'm just kind of. Um, I was actually kind of nervous and just pacing. And, and, but Mark Perry's dad was sitting sort of front row, and he said, he said, man, Suriano, Suriano looked at the coach and said, I broke my ankle. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, what? And But then talking to the guys afterward, it was like um, the Penn State guys, it's like, he's never been hurt. Nick yeah. Suriano has never been hurt. Yeah. Um, so just – scared more than anything like, right um but ultimately it doesn't sound like it's gonna be no it, there's a he chance said, right that if it's still really bad i'm not i don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth or or like i'm not saying this is the case i know what you're yeah if it's still bad at big 10 times he could medical forfeit out right and it's gonna get a wild card get a right seat. it'll be a month yeah right so i think um I think Penn State fans should not be. I mean, just in general, I mean, you think ankle injury, that's better than a shoulder, better than a knee. I mean, yeah. he, he'll be fine. Um, and, and smart on them defaulting and not leaving him out there any longer. One, because. And you know, we, Nick, Nick is. He ain't going to quit. He was not going to. Def- he would have just been. He would have continued to wrestle. Nick um, is like the healthiest human on earth. Like that dude, That's a hot take. He, Hashtag. He doesn't. His diet is insane. His lifestyle is incredibly disciplined. Yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is, really healthy people recover recover quickly. a lot faster than, right? So. And I'm gonna jump to Jordan Burroughs. Best wishes. Best wishes for uh, Soriano's return. Anything? So 125. You guys want to talk about 184 now? <laughs> Let's go to 141. Let's go to um, the Heil Gulaban clip. Um, uh, this has everybody in a tizzy. This everyone is in a tizzy, um, a Twitter, as it were. So, I am. The, the, what's showing is the uh, Jimmy's two attacks, where Heil was all but, if not, and you know, there's two sides here, pinned, not pinned, and you know my. You hate non-controlled. You know my my, my position. I abhor non-controlled falls, but. This case, in this case, right? Uh, in this case, the first one was kind of like, mm. if he would have called it, I am almost never okay with a non-control fall. In the first situation, if he would have called it, I would have been okay with it. In the second situation, I don't know why it wasn't. Yeah, I don't either. And and I think, you know, it, it was close, right? And he's supposed to be... In the, pi- the second one, you, you so remember, it's not just a moment in time. It's got to be like supposed to be like like a second or two, yeah. you know. So it's not just the moment that blade hits. He should hit it because like, there was a moment where it was there. Yeah. But was it there long enough? Was it there long? I think enough? that's the question. I don't think it was. So um, seeing that, 
my, here's my point with these situations, and we saw it with Heil against George D. Camillo at the scuffle. He puts himself in these positions. There, there has to be some sort of punishment for for a, for someone that's just going to be on their back that extended period of time. And to me, so the the word control is very popular to to throw around with wrestling. If you're on your back for 20 to 30 seconds of, at a time, how are you not being controlled? Just because I have, I'm not on a double and you're sitting on your hip and you're laid down, um, that doesn't mean you're not being controlled, right? So I feel like that language could be cleaned up a little bit so that those situations, because Heil, Heil would adjust tactics if that was too, right? He would do something different. Well, um, of he would bail. So um, Heil can figure it out and do something differently, but he knows that I can be on my back for 30, 40 seconds, one minute, 59 seconds, if, if it happens that way, and I'm okay here. And that's the real issue with the rules with that situation is that a guy can dive over and lay on his back, I, and I because you're locked right here around the crotch, there's nothing. And that's when, where I'm like, well, I think that should be Well, safe. here's... I think the rules are fine. I disagree. I think the rules are fine. I think if you if you change the rules, um, th I mean, Jimmy couldn't improve either. And I'm not saying I'm not, I don't want to say Jimmy. I'm saying you, you can't every, improve from e having a guy on their back. Every wrestler in that that's ever in that situation, you can't improve. How do you improve? Yeah, I mean, you can't improve from having a guy on their back. That's like the ultimate in wrestling. Um, yeah. So, my thought, yeah. If it, here's the thing, what happened, I think, is justifiable. If a pin was called, I bet we're not seeing a uh, an outlandish response from from cowboy fans and mm -hmm. and cowboy coaches. I think even Coach Smith would probably have acknowledged. You know, you you've been there too much, too many times. It was bound to happen. It almost happened. It happened to Chris Berry at national duels against Storley. Um, and he was another one that put himself in those situations. He was in that situation right. against Mike Evans. Let's talk about – that's a great segue. Let's talk about putting yourself in situations, and let's talk about Chris Perry. Because 149 was basically made because of him, right? I mean, putting those legs in. So if, if you saw the Kalika-Zane match, it was Zane on top, throwing legs. Now, here's when it's stalling. If Zane puts a leg in – and Kalika stands up, it's stalling Kalika, okay? If Kalika stands up and Zane puts a leg in, it's stalling on him. And the the amount of time, the difference between these transitions were, were like split second. And and I'm just like, I'm barely able to process well, and sometimes, figure it out. Well, sometimes Kalika was <laughs> pulling the leg. He was putting it in for him. Yes. He okay. was grabbing the foot, but that is also you could say he's putting it in. Man, if he if he went into it with a game plan is like I'm gonna throw legs on myself, then Anthony Conica is like next Insane. level Jedi. But I, I'm saying, um, my thought I guess is, I don't know. I it went away. <laughs> Martin cracked on the door and I lost my train. Of okay, well here's. You people are also forgetting they're, they're focusing on the rule because there is because there are these rules that I know if I put a leg in the bottom man can't stand up or it's stalling on him. If I stand up and he puts the leg in, it's stalling on him. People are focusing on that. Don't forget I know it's tough because referees largely don't have the stones to do it anymore, but don't forget that they're is the ability for the referees to make a subjective call this guy's stalling. And if they did, Zane was not doing much. Zane mm -hmm. was not really doing much on top. He certainly wasn't trying to turn. He didn't have an opportunity to turn. Um, would it be okay, in your opinion, if the ref called stalling out of subjectivity? Yeah. There. That's right. Fine. Right, so everybody's saying, "Oh no, it's supposed to go on Kalika. Kalika's pulling the leg." Well, how about the fact that Kalika is consistently getting to his feet, and Zane is not bringing him to the mat? How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, the thing th is, they called um, stalemates. Um, 
Yeah. They call it. Okay. Uh, the funny thing, too, is um, that after all that, after all, Kalika gets to his feet, a leg came in, or Kalika, a leg came in, Kalika gets to his feet. After all that, there's 10 seconds left in the second period on a yeah. restart. They blow the whistle. Kalika gets to his feet. Zane jumps and puts both legs in. No call. Yeah. I mean, one, it's insane that there's no call. Two, it's insane that after all that, Zane went to that. Right. Right. I think I, I think it was called both ways, you know, because I, th- I believe they both got warnings from those positions. It was also stalemated. So it was kind of an element of, um, you know, why not? Because it's either, I guess, in Zane's mind, the alternative is letting him go. And if that's the alternative, letting him go is a guaranteed one. Throwing these legs in is a maybe a one. A potential one, right. So yes. to me, it's not that insane. Yeah, um, So, yeah. Uh, but overall, that match, first period, me and Holmes, me and Ryan look at each other. We go, this is a this war. This is a match. This is a war. And Those dudes were at sometimes they were boxing. Oh yeah, I mean, Col- I mean, Colic has been uh, irritating guys with that for this entire season. He, he and he gets in guys' heads, and I'm not saying I don't believe he got in Zane Rutherford's head, but you know he bothered Levon Mays. He bothers guys with his head taps, and he's frustrating, and he's very athletic, and he's the only guy that got his hands really locked around a leg, as I recall. He's the only one that really got in deep on a shot. So Colica is kind of emerging maybe as as the number one threat to Zane and maybe that's because there has to be someone that is closest to him um, okay so that's that's an, another good opportunity to change change it up I mean we could talk a little bit about Mark Hall and Kyle Crutchmer. I thought I thought that was an incredible I was I enjoyed that match those yeah. guys were battling too and um credit Mark Hall yeah, let's tr- go to that Mark Hall clip Credit Mark Hall as a true freshman, f- banging, right? You're a you're um you're a true freshman, and they were in there. He was in there working heads, working ties. It's his his scramble. Um, I mean, it, it was it looked like Crutchmer was about to score, mm-hmm. and then it's just he's got this crazy man. If you're head inside on that guy, he is just so daggone dangerous and, and good at scoring, good in these scrambles, and. I think we've seen it time and time again. He, he's kind of more or less unflappable. But I think I give a lot of credit right. to Kyle Crutchmer. I um, thought Kyle wrestled a good I match. I still, and I'll say this for the entire season, where's Crutchmer's double? Where are those leg attacks, man? I know they're there. He's got them. Um, maybe uh, it's just. Well, I think, yeah, no, you're right. I said earlier in the season he hasn't been pulling the trigger as much. No. Um and I think he could probably came into this match like this is gonna be a one move match. If I, I gotta I gotta win it on a one move match and and he took us out. But we knew th- we, we predicted that that was gonna be a closer match. Yeah. And 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 it certainly was. And I think even Penn State knew this is gonna be a different yeah. different game plan. Yeah. And I I think that gives Crutchmer maybe a little hope going in and, and for me it, it solidifies Mark Hall. You know, we, he made a big jump in the rankings. Well, that's that's what I mean, I guess, why, why I'm so impressed with Mark, is that I think, for my money, um, one of the most difficult things in bringing in a true freshman, and Penn State has two of them that have done this, the most difficult thing for a true freshman is to understand that you're not just gonna rack up points against people. You're not wrestling high school kids anymore. It's a different game. It's not, it's not taking a shot and seeing if you can finish. The most difficult thing is learning for kids to hand fight and bang, yeah. right? And Mark Hall does it, and Nick Soriano does it. Yeah, they, they're fine. Okay, we're not scoring points. All right, but my my shot will come, my opportunity will come, and they're patient. I guess that's the word, patient. Um, so yeah. So and then. Um, McCutcheon beat Weigel, I guess, is the other notable result. Um, uh, I thought I thought Boyd uh, Boyd Nickel was pretty. I mean, Bo's I mean, a freak. We can go to that clip of Bo Nickel. I mean, it's like two straight first period pins. Not too straight, but you know he pins Brooks so quickly off a shot, and then here, you know, once he got his hands locked, you're like, well, he's 
he's looking for something and then uh, not quite yet you're not sure now you got to start thinking cradle the head's near the knee and boyd you know how many times has he been in this position probably not many now it's locked and now it's big big problems yeah. and his ability to put guys away is really he really you know the crazy thing is he really didn't have much <laughs> he turned it into much right right and those, those cradles for penn state guys continue to be um absolute killers and the bonus points you know we we talked about would penn state win that bonus point battle so and, uh, i don't think you know ruling out a bonnet a bow nickel pin is always dumb against anyone just because of, yeah. of his capabilities. But I think you could have prognosticating, you, you maybe put that down for a major decision. Well, at one point last in, in last week when we were handicapping these things, you said Sammy Brooks cradled Nolan Boyd. <laughs> I did say that. So That was true. And um, then, but. See, Nolan Boyd, was, I, I say this so many times. I love his fire and his spirit. Yeah. He shoots way too dang much. Know, he he does it. Don't say that to the public. What do you we mean? We need people to keep shooting. Yes, thank you, Nolan. Thank you. You make you make action happen, and you're an awesome wrestler. And maybe you should always shoot because that's why you were able to get fourth in, in the country. But it's like against elite guys, yeah, it gets I, him in trouble. It's, well, but you yeah, know what? You'd be in trouble that, if he if he didn't shoot. Somebody so. said that after the match. You're like, man. I think it was Brad Key. He's like. Man, um, I knew when Boyd took that shot, Bo was it's gonna be trouble. Well, what's we'll see. I'll turn it. He tries to he tries to score. Yeah, I knew. If, when it, Bo's just that dangerous. He's just that dangerous. No, um, so I re- retract my statement. Keep shooting, Nolan Boyd. So, thank you for being a gunslinger. All right, two thing, two things I want to wrap up the Penn State Okie State duel. One, Penn State's dang scary. Right, and people can talk about, people can talk about. Well, they you know, Oklahoma State's one or two, and why is why why didn't Penn State drop pass them? Like, it culminated, right? They came together. Now there's no more debate. Penn State's number one, um, and they're dang scary. And you know what's scarier? They're going to be better next year. They're going to yeah. be get better going forward. So I wanted that, to say that. That is scary. And I want to I want to comment on this or. Present this. Mark Hall, first match, Iowa, packed house, insane. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks later, a week or t- a week or two later, record set at the shot. Yeah. 15,000, 16,000 people. A couple rec hall matches, maybe a couple not. Beats not, Brunson. Right. It's a nice win. Tech Falls, Brunson. It is right. first rec hall crowd, I believe. First rec hall crowd. Then... Gallagher Ibis sets a record. What I'm saying is, has there ever been a kid to come out? His first six duels of the year, three of them were like insane, insane. crowds. Yeah, it's just interesting. Very interesting, and you know, credit to him. So, so some other maybe little things you want to get to, or, right, or put a bow on thing. this duel. One last, one last thing about Penn State. Uh, Penn State related is. Bo Nickel, Gabe Dean, now the single most interesting matchup in the yeah, country. Yeah, I think it, for me it's been that all along. For me that's like the most intriguing matchup. Um, because since day one I thought and believed that, that Bo Nickel's going to win that match. And uh, obviously there's nothing that has changed my mind to that effect after seeing what Bo's been able to do. Certainly, Dean is, is worthy and capable, but the, the stage is set, and I'm sure the NCAA is going to get this right, and I think the first NCAA final is going to be Jaden Cox going for his third, and it's going to culminate with, with Gabe Dean Bo Nickel at the end as, as Dean goes for his third, which I think is, um, man, that's some, that's some I'm getting uh, yeah goosebumps thinking about how what an awesome moment that's going to be. And it's two guys that have been – you know, maybe the arguably the two best guys in the country all year long. At Are they anyway, the front? I guess Zane's there. Nolf's there. Z- Nolf is just N- Nolf destroying front for people. the Hodge. Nolf, Dean, Nickel, maybe. I mean, d- could you see a scenario playing out where the last match of NCAA's wins the Hodge, the winner of the last match? That's 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 possible because you know we've seen <laughs> the uh, margin for error for this year's Hodge is so insane uh-huh. that like. 
well, Zane only beat the number two guys by one point. Like, that's actually going to hurt him, um, as scary as that is. Because you know what Jason Nolf's done to the number two guy and what he's going to do in NCAAs? And, you know, you've seen um, Gabe Dean has beaten an NCAA champion three times already this year. And he's, yeah. he's tech-falling top ten guys. Bo Nichols pinned two top five guys. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be really tough for anyone to get in there. Right regular years and it's crazy to think how different it is year to year one year we had a guy Britt Metcalf when he wasn't undefeated the only undefeated guy was Keith Gavin who was solid bonus but not like Brent was so this is a unique year and you say that and at the same time it could all get turned on its head and guys could lose does that mean that does that mean that college wrestling is getting better or worse I don't think it means either I don't think it's I think it's just indicative of of the talent level right now, the elite level, I think it's good. I think I think the bigger the stars, the better. Um, Brent Metcalf. Well, parody parody breeds. Um, parody is, is or uns- uncertainty breeds um, interest as well. Yeah, I th- I do. I guess so, but I don't think that's what people are interested in. I I don't. I see the numbers. Stars. I know what people are interested in. Stars They're bring, not interested in parody. Stars bring people to the game. Yeah. Right. Um. Brent Metcalf wasn't about parody, you know. That was, that was the first like uh, raging you know, yeah. inferno I remember. Like that's it's interesting you say that too because, um, you know, you're thinking if Penn State is just dominant for twenty years, uh, will people will there be less fans around the country because, you know, it's a foregone conclusion. Well, it really wasn't that way with Iowa. It really wasn't that way with the Yankees. Every every place when the Yankees are in the World Series, the ratings go up. When the Yankees have the highest on the road attendance, right? Everywhere the Yankees go, the attendance goes up. I mean, you're in historical Gallagher Iba Arena with perhaps the most um, best American wrestler ever with John Smith. Yet the line for Kale Sanderson and Bo Nickel to sign autographs insane, right? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, stars win. Stars win. Um, couple of we can go. Now we have to talk more. about. We have to talk about two other matches for sure. Um, Lugo Sorensen. Wow, and three takedowns to one for for Lugo is like my takeaway. That was like the title. That was like where my mind went. Wow, three takedowns against Brandon Sorensen. Um, one was a beautiful counter. Um, dive roll and then another I think it was and then he had two just like that he generated off his own offense which is very difficult including one in OT one in overtime when um, all you momentum lovers out there when he had none when he had the match won and he got taken down and uh, so I don't know what happened when you when you uh, sometimes it almost feels like you gotta beat a guy twice and especially when they got those black and gold singlets on and the guy in black and gold makes a comeback. You're like, here we go. Here it comes. Here's this Iowa ah, stuff. He could have done it, but no. Um, so we were we were driving we were driving to the hotel when that match was. We were coming into Stillwater, and they were they had it on the. Sion had it on his computer, and the car's going. Wow, oh my God, it's going to overtime. And uh, so you know we're. Thinking, I thought you were with us. We watched that in the hotel. I thought you were with us then. No, that was in the car. We were driving in. Yeah. Uh, We got there right afterwards. That's when Ty Shoffsall was doing things we've never seen before. (laughs) Nick Velikett. That's why I didn't didn't see Kemmerer's knee. But, uh, yes, Nick Nick Velikett is Is the most hyperbolic person of all time. He is a peach. He he was calling – it was funny. This is now like a thing amongst us. He kept calling Corey Clark magical. Corey Clark's magical. He's like, Corey Clark is a magical wrestler. <laughs> what, is that what are you mean? talking about? He's like, <laughs> he says, he's like, name another, name another two-time, name another three-time AA, two-time finalist. A, there's probably lots, no, right? No, there's not. There's one. Oh, that hasn't won? No, just that exists. Returning. Returning this oh, year. Oh, returning. Okay, I thought like ever. No, just returning. Um, two-time AA. Two three-time time AA, two-time finalist. Jaden. That's it, Gabe. So there's more than one. Okay, there's a couple. There's, it's 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 a rare. It's not there's not a slew of them going. Yeah, he's going he, around. He gets but lost Nick, in the shuffle. But Nick's like, 
He is Corey Clark is magical wrestler. Yeah. Then I Ty Schaffel is getting magical down. is just funny to me, right? Yeah. So that's Nick. So that's so Sorensen Lugo. What do you Lu- do at rankings? What'd you do at rankings today? But I didn't even get a chance to check them. Um, you should check them. Um, I'm actually Brandon Sorensen was pardoned. Um, that's what we had a conversation. We're like, what cr- what Mays can pass him? He lost to Toms like, in a week ago. What's Christian gonna do? And somebody's like, he's he's definitely got it. He he won't drop him. And I'm like, he's definitely got to drop him. And then I looked, and I'm like. No, he ain't gonna drop him. No, because just the composition of that weight—you can't. You can't put him behind Levon. Stop. Yeah. Um, but Lugo gets a bump. Uh, he goes up to seven. He should be six. Okay. Now I'm, change, I'm literally gonna change that after the show. Now we have to talk about Bo. Bo of the Jordan variety. Bo of the Joe. Bo to the yo. Lost to Real Buto at Cornell, which. Um, Honestly, make made rankings because every week that you know Zahid doesn't lose and other guys are doing great and you don't see Bo, it's like the more it just compounds and just kind of like builds this this issue with the ranking. But he lost to Real Buto, so he gets him in a more sensible spot um, behind him, but still third. And um, yeah, I think that's that's where he belongs. Zahid Valencia, super deserving number one, our second number one change. Uh, for the whole year, which is not many. Um, but I bet we'll see some more come conference week, which is rapidly approaching. But rapidly. Zahid Valencia, um, he's going to be the one seed at NCAAs. It's, it's happening. That's done. And um, So to get there, so who, who are the two and three? Well, that's a, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, my two and three currently are Brian Realbuto and Bo Jordan. Um, you know, what would you make in the match itself, uh, technically? Um, like the, you look at that match and you see what happened. Do you say that will happen again? Do you say that's just an off match for Bo? Do you th- say Real Buto will beat him worse next time? I mean, I'm just throwing everything so out there. I what would, do you make of it? Well, I, I think Bo will give himself more opportunity. Would. I'm not going to say will because I'm not going to project that to NCAAs because I don't know what version of Bo we'll see. But I'll say Bo, Bo Jordan can give himself more opportunities, more leg attacks, and I think he's a more sure scrambler. However, the Real Buto matchup is go- going to be problematic because um, Bo wants to be here, come out the back door. Uh, he wants that guy to drape. Um, Real is going to be happy to oblige and go there. And, well, that's and the say, way the match ended, right, with Real Buto on that foot. Yeah, and that problem is going to exist, and I think you favor Real Buto. So I, I think... That match could play out that way again. I would probably pick Bo, but that could be stupid based on the match we just saw. Um, but I'm not sure who I'm picking to beat Mark Hall moving forward. I, Is I, that right? Yeah. Zahid is probably the only one. Uh, and maybe that's stupid because I've seen him lose, but I don't know. You've seen who lose? You want to talk about magical. Uh, Mark Hall, we've seen him lose. Oh. Another... Um, Another notable, while we're on 74, Jordan Pagano, no relation to Chuck. Um, oh, he could be. Could be his son. I just made up that they're not related. Uh, beat Ryan Price. Ryan Price is the most solid wrestler. He is rock solid. But he just gets put on his back. He is like, just the most random. Have you? Did you watch that match? Watch the whole thing. That was the craziest way to get put on your back I've ever seen. He's about to take him down, get near fall, and put him away. This dude hits a Hail Mary headlock as he's going to his back and somehow – I'm like I, – I watch it. I'm like, Ryan Price is like snake bit. Like – Yeah, but he – I mean, hey, Pagano f- – I, I credit – Pagano finished got, off the match. Yes, he did. P- I'm not trying to take anything match. away from that, but it's just – Ryan Price. Did you see Ryan Price is also listen. A great. Can you go? On, don't follow Pat Downey. Don't follow. Follow Ryan Price. Actually, follow Pat Downey. It's amazing stuff. <laughs> don't do it. Not, uh, sa- not safe for work. Uh, but follow Ryan Price. Did you see what he tweeted after the match? He's like, is it? Wait, after the Pagano match? Oh no, I didn't see this one. Yeah. He said, "This is is Gilman esque sort of." <laughs> well, currently. Currently, he has a montage of who is the real Frederick Douglass. You're just now. Hold on. What You're not a real follower. I didn't see that before. It's been up since October. All right. So he's a fraudulent Price Twitter fan. I've never, I've never went to Brian 
Precious Twitter page. I've seen his tweets come through. But uh, let's find the one. He's a big retweet fan. A lot of retweets from from Ryan Price. What, what's the, what's the one? Are this you is sh- bad radio? I I think you're thinking of a couple weeks before when he lost to Brian Rilbuto when he's like, does anyone want to wrestle a really good match for six minutes and then pin me? Obviously, I'm down. No. I I thought you knew what he said. All right. I do know what he said. He said something like, he said something like, Ryan lets his family and friends down price. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Something to that effect. But he's a good Twitter follow. Follow him. Follow him, please. Plays out. Um, Anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, what a weekend! What a weekend, Willie. Are you are you prepared to prepared to commit to Thursday? I mean, slimy sweets is on point. Yeah, I'm big in. shout. Um, I'm slimy underscore dot sweets. Um, th- special thanks to to Martin for coming on. Uh, I'm sure that's not fun for him, but I think as the CEO, that was, that was the right step for him. And uh, he wanted me to emphasize that that he, Martin, and, and Flow Sports are committed to having a great relationship uh, with the NWCA, but it takes two to tango. Uh, Flow Wrestling, Flow Sports, we're not going to be bullied by a big corporate entity like NBC or the NWCA. So he wanted that put out there as well. Um so we thank him for coming on. We thank you, as always, for listening as I officially play us out, Willie. And we will be back Thank you. Thursday. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road. Is this a song? I'm back again. You know what it is. It's your anthem. It's the Golden Girls. I've never, I've never watched the Golden Girls. That is a lie. I, don't, I really don't Murder's think I... lie. Murder, She Wrote, Golden Girls. I've seen Murder, She Wrote. I'm honest. I've seen Murder, She Wrote. Well, you go to bed at 5 o'clock. What, what, I'm an open book. Else? I'm an open book. Thank you guys so much for listening. We went six minutes into overtime. The we be- tested our conditioning. The today. best part about being extremely upset about the Oklahoma State thing, duel was that when we drove back, once again, it was a monsoon. Yeah, that was we a nice touch. had to drive touch. 60 miles an hour, and we were all dead silent. Nobody wanted to talk. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Also, nobody wanted to drive, you bums. I had to drive seven That miles. is messed up. It is. I drove the last Katie time. drove and Bracky drove because they were real friends. Yeah, I got all the way back here. I drove most of the way. I got all, I got all the way back here, and they, nobody would even drive me to the airport to drop off the rental car. I had to drive to the airport myself at six o'clock in the morning. You drove by yourself? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that? I told. I, I, you asked Nick to go. All right. And he said no. I drove to the airport six o'clock in the morning. I drove back all midnight, all night. Dropped the car off the airport. Immediately came in the office. Just oh, hurting. Yeah, hurting. All right, the song's almost done. Thanks, guys. Travel we'll down see- the road and back again. See ya. <laughs>